Hi guys, welcome back to Just Delusional. I'm your host, Noelle Sari, and we are back, but I am not better. I am so sick. I'm actually at the end stages of being sick. I, I've been like this for a week, but as you can tell by <laughs> the beautiful notes in my voice, I'm very congested. And honestly, I might have a chest infection. I didn't go to the doctor because... Well, I just didn't go. But I have been taking loads of medicine. But I have a theory, okay? I think that I get extra sick every time I have a flu or a cold because I have a crooked Middle Eastern nose. And I genuinely feel like my sinuses get overblocked and then I'm left with an ear infection. Everything you can think of. That's my theory, okay? I I haven't consulted that with the doctor. And if you are educated enough to know whether I'm right or wrong with that theory, why are you listening to my podcast? Because I'm a child and I have no critical thinking skills. Anyways, I've been sick all week. That's my life update. And because I was sick all week and I've been practically doing nothing, I thought why not have this week's episode about all things procrastination, about being exhausted, about creative exhaustion, everything that falls under that. This is something that I don't want to say I've struggled with necessarily because it's not, I mean, it's not uh, an overimposing struggle that I have, but it's something that always irks me and it gives me the worst feeling of anxiety. And it's something that I think I've, it's a type of mindset I've had since I was a kid. When it was the weekends and I was doing nothing in quotation, like that could mean I was just home with my family and like I wasn't out of the house. I would feel like I need to get out. I need to do something. I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. And it would kind of just hover in my head and I would be really upset by it. And now as an adult, I still kind of feel the same way. So being sick, which is a great reason to do nothing, and it's a great reason to just sit on the couch and rot, I had that feeling of anxiety where I'm like, I'm doing nothing, I'm wasting my time, I'm a terrible person, I don't deserve this job, everyone's going to be so disappointed in me, I'm doing nothing, etc, etc. And I kind of have to look at, like my past achievements to kind of remind myself like it's okay girl you got this like just sit down on the couch and shut the hell up so today I want to talk about it because I know for a fact that you guys probably experience the same thing it's kind of like that feeling of I know I'm doing nothing but that nothing is your standard of nothing So, for example, do you know when you tell people, they'll be like, what did you do this weekend? And you'll say, oh, I did nothing. (laughs) And they'll go, same. Literally same. Like, all I did was walk my dogs along Bondi. And then I got a coffee, met up with a friend, and, like, you know, read a book, cleaned my house. Like, I did nothing this weekend. And I look at them like, are you okay in the head? Why did you have to just slap me, spit on me and snot me into a grave like that? What did I do to you? Because you just offended me so deeply. When I told you I did nothing, I meant, oh, I did nothing. I sat on the couch. Maybe I got up to make myself a drink. 
probably ordered some Uber Eats, did not clean a single thing, probably didn't answer any phone calls, binged a series on Netflix, did not brush my hair, probably sat in my pyjamas the whole day. That's my definition of nothing. And you're telling me that you walked your freaking dogs around Bondi and that's doing nothing? That's an achievement for me. I just feel like everybody has their own definition of what nothing is, which is very interesting. Very interesting. But I feel like we can all mutually agree on what creative exhaustion is. If you work in the creative industry or you have any job that's remote, remotely creative and it involves you to be inspired and for your, your work and your income to be based off ideas and to be based off, um, you know, you coming up with brilliant things and brainstorming constantly. It's, it's like you have these highs and lows all the time and you feel bad for having them because we define hard work and success to, I mean, I guess you could say we define ourselves, we define what hard, we define hard work to be a creative, I mean, a, guys, I'm so sick right now, my brain's not thinking, but we define a hardworking job to be an old school job, a nine to five, a hardworking job. And especially if you come from a background where your family are middle class, lower class, working class, that's all you've known your whole life. So to say, to feel tired when all you did was draw or paint or take photos or to, for my in my circumstance, take fashion photos and document my day and I don't know speak on things through my phone it's like how dare I be exhausted when I remember my dad working a nine to five every day of my life how dare I be exhausted it's kind of like this really uncomfortable feeling and it's also like my mom did so much in her days how did she fit so much in her days and yet I wake up at 10 30 and I take a photo of my outfit and then I maybe cook dinner and I'm exhausted. Like, what's going on? And it's a really, it's a really weird thing to, like, unpack and understand. But the one thing that I've taken from all that is that I'm experiencing not a physical exhaustion, but I'm experiencing a mental and emotional and social exhaustion. And that's a different type of exhaustion. And I think it deserves to be respected as well. I'm not saying that our jobs equate to the same level, but it just does deserve to be respected because, for example, like, is it normal to wake up and communicate with 20 people in in 20 seconds? No, it's not. That's exhausting. Can you imagine doing that in real life? Talking to 20 people and giving yourself entirely? That's exhausting. So if I'm on my phone the whole day and I'm doing this as a job, this is my job, I'm talking to maybe 200 people a day, 150 people a day, 100 people, either way, that's a lot of people, and I'm giving myself entirely, and that's exhausting, or I'm having to view people perceive me, that's exhausting, I'm having to uh, take in all this social media and all this content, 
at such a fast pace and absorb it and come up with my own ideas and compare myself. I'm constantly comparing myself, constantly comparing myself to other people and to my past self. That's exhausting. It's it's this really weird thing to experience, but I hope you know that we all feel it and we all experience it and it's okay. It's okay to feel like that. It's It's okay to feel overwhelmed with this really weird norm that we have right now that's not normal for our parents' generation or even like, I don't know, like even 10 years ago, 20 years ago, this wasn't normal. So it's okay to feel a little uncomfortable with that feeling of like, why am I tired? Why am I exhausted? I don't deserve to be. So I get it. (laughs) I'm I'm experiencing it all the time. I think um, because I find anxiety in doing nothing, it hits me harder as well because... For example, when I finished school, I was working so many retail jobs. Most of the time, I was juggling two jobs at once. And on top of that, I was studying. And on top of that, I was doing social media. And as much as I enjoyed it, enjoyed doing social media, and I enjoyed studying, and my jobs were like, whatever, they were just money. I liked being busy. I liked being busy. I liked always having something to do. So I guess when COVID happened and I was doing nothing... It was really hard for me to find peace in that because it was like this forced break. And then coming out of it, I was like, I don't know how to get that back. I don't know how to get that feeling of content, being content back because I'm not. Everything that I do doesn't feel like enough. Um, and then I finished uni and took my career full. Uh, I took my career full time while I was in uni, my social media career full time. And that's my full time job now. And it's like. It's like this full-time job that doesn't con- it doesn't physically consume me full-time. It's really weird. I don't have to be anywhere every day. I don't have to... Like, I can pick my own schedule. I can decide if I want to clock on from 12, 12 a.m. till 3 a.m. I can clock off, I can go to sleep, and I can sleep in, and I can wake up. That's a, that's a day if I'm, you know, not having to be on set or have meetings, for example. But it's just really weird career and I'm, I'm eternally grateful that that's my career because what a life to not have to feel that physical exhaustion that I see everyone in my life around me experience. I don't have any like influencer friends really who can relate. Everyone around me works a traditional job. But when I have those moments of low of loneliness and I have that anxiety of why am I so anxious? I'm so exhausted. I want to just throw my phone across the room. I don't want to talk to anyone. I sit back and I think, Noelle, you had like 20 people this week like post negative comments on your page. That's hard. Or you had so many people check in with like so many people you had to talk to. You had to you know, make content based off your looks, which is a really weird thing. And it's makes me uncomfortable a lot of the time because it's like this fake confidence on days where I'm truly not confident and I almost hate myself. And then I have to go take these really chirpy and happy photos and look like everything's fine. And I'm really not. And it's like this also this really uncomfortable feeling of my my career isn't isn't guaranteed 
this how long will this last when can this be taken away from me and what do i have left what's my legacy in this world what do i owe people there's so many questions that kind of unravel when i sit back and think about my career but then there's so many positives at the same time which you guys can guess what they are things like this i love it i love so many things about my career and there's so many things that i just most of the time feel like i want to quit which <laughs> i'll do another episode on because I, I feel like quitting all the time but i don't <laughs> because i cannot make a decision for myself anyways but yeah i feel like we can all agree that we we never feel relaxed because we have super high expectations of ourselves yeah it's just it's really weird i a lot of you guys have asked me this question how i handle it so it's, it's evident that you guys experience the same thing but it never gets easier and i hope i never get it one day right now i'm still kind of working it out but yeah it is weird i have to agree with you guys it is freaking weird but again eternally grateful for my career i've had so many cool opportunities but this type of industry you never feel content i will do a, a ted talk one day and the next feel like what's next i'll work with a dream brand of mine and I'll do an amazing campaign with them, and I'm on top of the world, but then I'll get the photos back and feel really ugly and really down on myself and feel like everybody's going to hate it, and all the the excitement and all the fulfillment I should have felt from it is gone. Or I'll be really proud of a project and post it, and it doesn't do well enough that I feel like I don't deserve anything, I'm a loser, nobody cares about me, why am I doing this, let me quit. It's like I really beat myself up. And I think this year I've kind of tried to take the angle where I like, I'm like, no, I post when I want to and I take content that's organic to me and I never force it because I think as well as an influencer, you kind of have to like, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of types of different influencers. Okay. I think I kind of fall into the category where I'm like, I don't let it impose in my personal life and I kind of make it convenient to me because for so long I felt like I was a slave to it and I was doing so many things and I was at this event this event this event train here do this do this do this take me to this person this photo this photo this content and then after getting married and like COVID whatever it was I'm like no I control it it doesn't control me and like now like (laughs) if you guys follow Instagram like you can maybe maybe you guys have picked up on it let me know if you have but like sometimes I just don't post and it's because I'm probably I feel like I've told myself if you feel like you can't give your best that day then don't fake it and don't post so that's what I do now because that's me being organic with you guys and I truly feel like I'm so organic with you guys as best as I can be and when I take photos it's it's me having my camera and being like hey can you take a photo of me take the photo and be like okay cool yeah no worries let's go about our day continue I used to base my days around hey let's go here and do this and do this and do this and take all these photos and then I'll have content for a week and then I won't feel like I hate myself and then I won't feel like I have to quit my job like how awful is that and now I'm like no 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 like I can't take photos this week so I don't have any photos and I'll work it out and I'll do something else and I feel like we've gone beyond the point where it's like I'm basing my worth off still content like basing my worth work off basing my worth off a selfie like that's 
absurd and I've moved past that. So I hope you guys like my, the way I tackle social media, but it's taken me a long time to get here. Even to like, here's the thing as well. Statistics on, on social media is basically how you get jobs. So if you have a good amount of likes, if you have a good amount of engagement, you're going to get good jobs. And those are important to me because at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur, okay? And I need to get my coin and live my best life and continue my career. So that's still important to me. I'm not neglecting my job and my career and my goals to say because I still have goals that I want to achieve. But I don't let likes like totally impose on my life and and bring me down and and make and make it feel like a reflection of my of myself and think like oh I look ugly there that's why I didn't get likes that's what I would think I think a lot of influencers sadly think that so yeah it's taken me a while to get there even with followers I'm like if I don't gain followers I don't gain followers I'm not going to do something that I'm not comfortable with to get that like it is what it is but some ways that I do recharge my creativity is things like at this point Pinterest should sponsor this podcast what do you guys think but Pinterest does really help me spark my creativity in terms of photo shoot ideas or books I want to read or places I want to go or how I want to perceive myself for that day it really does inspire me in that sense um being around creative people helps me so much so sometimes just going out of my way to make plans with friends or just being around creative people or like hanging out with my managers and whatever it is it's just like no yes okay everything's fine I got this I can totally achieve that and then I feel recharged and rejuvenated um but something that helps me the most I would say is looking back at my past achievements so moments where I'm feeling really low and really shitty about myself and feeling like I'm a total loser and I can never achieve anything and I might as well just die I'm like, no, 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 let me have a look at what I've done. And I'll go back and look and be like, oh my God, I did that. I did that. I did that. Noelle, like, that's kind of crazy that you did that. So it's okay to not do something for this three months or it's okay because something's going to come in six months. Like, and then I'll be like, no, no, I'm chill. I got this. And then I relax. So I, I encourage you to do that. And I feel like maybe you're telling yourself right now, I haven't achieved anything. You most definitely have. Even if that's you enrolling into a university or it's the first time you ever painted or it's the first time you've ever made a collage or or going back to buying clothes or there's always something that you can look back at and think that was cool and when I did that I'm gonna try that again or that was really cool when I achieved this specific thing I'm gonna remind myself of that and and be like no okay I did that it's okay I got this I got this I deserve to be where I am and that's another thing as well when you work in a creative role you feel like do I deserve this for so long I would tell myself it was an accident I got here it's fake I'm a catfish like how insane is that and to say that I don't sometimes think that now is a lie but it's it's sometimes you think to yourself like I don't deserve this how did I get here like this is such I'm such a scam this is all an accident. I don't know how I got here. And then you have to look back at yourself and be like, oh, okay, no, no, I got this. Like brands booked me for me and my followers reply and comment and like because of me and I've built this and it's okay. And you probably need to tell yourself the same thing. You got into that university because you've 
freaking deserved it. You have that job because they accepted you for a reason. And there's a reason you are everywhere, every space that you're in, there's a reason you're there. Every thing that, little thing that you've achieved, there's a reason you achieved that. You need to take it easy on yourself, guys. I get it, okay? I'm there with you. I promise I'm there with you and we we all can hold hands through this together. But those are some ways that help me. Um, yeah. I think the exhaustion just comes from the mental and social stuff. It's not the physical. Sometimes it is the physical. For it depends on, I mean, it depends on what you did that week. But the mental and physical, the mental and emotional and social stuff is really exhausting. Especially if you're an introvert like me. Oh my god, it consumes you. You just feel like, oh, I had three conversations today. Let me go and lay in bed. I get it. I really get it. Um, some other things that have helped. I think I mentioned this other podcast, but hobbies really help me stay sparked and stay like keep my brain moving but let me tell you guys this when i tell you i had no hobbies up until like march this year i am not lying to you do you know how i know how absurd that sounds i know but i truly mean it let me unpack this so when i was a kid let me preface this before I keep talking. I am not going to be compa- like r- like circling the conversation back to my childhood every episode. I promise you, it just happens that these topics circle back. But when I was a kid, I feel like I was a creative kid in terms of fashion, but I wasn't creative in terms of like art and I wasn't creative in terms of music. I was mostly like, I loved fashion, I loved photos, those were my types of things. I loved that type of culture. Like, I was into the magazines and into the, all that type of stuff. You get it. My sisters, on the other hand, my older sister was very sporty and very artsy and very music. Like, she was so good at music. She was playing piano, she was playing bass guitar, she was uh, taking a music as an elective. Like, she just, she did it all. I remember she, I think she was playing touch 40 at one point. Like she just was doing it all. She was really like, she did art, she did photography. Like she had her hands in all the bags and she killed it. And then my younger sister was artsy as well. And also really sporty. Like she did martial arts and she did, um, I'm trying to remember everything. She did AFL. She did soccer. Like there was just, they were killing the game. Me, I kind of sat in between them and I did piano classes because my sister was doing piano and we're like three years apart so I went with her to those classes but I didn't have hobbies that were like Noelle likes this so let's put her in it and I think it's because not my parents fault I was just like I I don't remember being interested in anything specific besides fashion and photos and all that types of things I did at one point have a sewing kit. I mean, a sewing machine. And I did want to join sewing classes. I remember that. But besides that, not really. <laughs> not really. And I, I was in the choir. I was in choir at school. Oh, my God. I got... <laughs> oh, my God. Goofy. Okay. I joined choir. Let me break this down. I got some funny stories under my belt, guys. They're coming out. They'll, they'll come out with each episode. So, when I was in year seven, 
I auditioned. I had music class and I auditioned for choir. Okay? Now, before you auditioned for choir, you had to do a music test. And you had to do a singing test. Okay? And our music teachers would take us outside the class and he would be like, now sing. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. He'd be like, sing. And we'd be like, okay. We would sing and then he'd score us out of 10. I don't know if that was a part of the freaking curriculum, but he freaking did it, okay? I can't remember what I sang. Oh, I know what I sang. I know what I sang. I'm telling the story so out of order. Okay, let me, let's take it back. We rewinded. All right, ready? I was doing piano classes, okay, as a kid. I was in primary school. I was doing piano classes. Now, my piano teacher, she said, hey, kids. Welcome back to another day. Welcome back to a Tuesday. Oh, by the way, we're going to be teaching you guys sign language. Crickets. Sign language. Where the hell did that come from? I don't remember. Okay. I was probably like eight or nine years old. Now. <laughs> she taught uh, the class. And for some reason, I picked it up really well. Which is kind of iconic because I feel like we should all learn sign language. Like, what the F? Why don't we all know sign language? She taught me how to sing this Australian classic song about, you know, being Australian. It was actually like the Qantas song, if you guys know Qantas. Anyways, let's get to the story. She said, I'm going to teach you guys how to sing it and we're going to learn it in sign language. I was like, fabulous. I learned it amazingly. Now, I was in year five and the school said, it's an Islamic school, by the way. But they said, hey, we're going to have a talent quest, which is like a talent competition. And we'll be performing it at the end of the year for talent quest. And you guys can audition. And if you get in, you can sing or you can dance or you can perform whatever you like. And this isn't a musical or a theatrical school. Okay, let's preface this. But me, I, I, I auditioned and I said, hey, I have something up my belt you guys are going to love. I am going to sing and perform in sign language. And that's exactly what I did. There's a photo of me on stage in year five wearing a pink pumpkin patch denim dress. My hair was tightly curled and I sat up there and I sung and people were crying in the audience. And there was a slideshow behind me of Vegemite, Uluru and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Just a montage made on PowerPoint, sliding in the background. And do you know what I was doing? I was singing. Let me, I, this is the one episode I don't have video because I'm sick. Sorry about that, by the way. And I wish I could show you the sign language I've learned. I still remember some of it, but the song was like, we are one, but we are many. And from all the lands on earth, we come like guys, the song's called, we are Australian. I think. I sung that song with every part of my body, did sign language, and guess what? I won. Yeah, yeah, you heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. I won the talent quest. And guess what I won? A $100 gift card. And guess what I bought? A Hannah Montana microphone to record and produce and practice my next audition, which was meant to be Miley Cyrus's The Climb, but I backed out last minute. So I won a new five. 
and I held my legacy and didn't audition in year six. Now that was iconic. Okay. So maybe I did have a hobby. Maybe I wanted to be pop star. You never know. Now we're going to fast forward to high school. Okay. So the teacher asked us, Hey, can you sing something so I can score you out of 10? I sung that song to him. At this point, I'm 12 or 13, and I sang, I said, we are one, but we are many. Do you know what he scored me? I'll let you guys have a guess. Go on. Say it. Wrong. I got a 10. I got 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 for singing that song to him. Can you freaking believe it? I can't. But it happened. And then guess what? My best friend, Lily, she sung. I can't remember what she sang. Something Mariah Carey, something Rihanna. I don't know. It was something like that. She got a 10 out of 10 as well, I think. Maybe a 9 out of 10 because she'll never get my level. But something like that. So we were like, okay, since we're musically, uh, I don't know, talented with the next freaking prodigies, let's join the choir. So me and Lily were on the choir. So technically I'm a theatre kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, And we were backup vocals. Yeah. <laughs> We were backup vocals. Let me tell you. We were practicing. We 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 didn't last long. Let me you'll you'll understand why. We was were backup vocals for these really cool year 12 kids who were singing Michael Jackson. We were singing um Man in the Mirror. Okay? These kids are singing their asses off. You know, they're going at it. Michael Jackson has never sounded better. And you know what me and Lily are doing in the back? If you've listened to this song recently, you know what I'm talking about. Me and Lily in the back going, better change. Ooh. (laughs) I'm not joking. That's all we did. That's all we did. And everyone's like, you guys are in the choir. You have to go, you have to leave lunch early to go practice. And we're like, yeah, yeah. That's all we're doing. Better change. Like, (laughs) oh my god, it doesn't even get better. You know why? Because me, because Lily. Here's the thing about Lily. Lily's that one friend where you're just sitting there and she'll start like, like singing a song, and you look at her like, "Can you shut the hell up? Can you shut the hell up?" That's how our relationship goes. She was singing properly. Like I sing like, like just like singing. She'll be like, like Mariah, like Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera. And you look at her like, shut the hell up right now. So we would go out onto the backfield. If you don't know what that is, Google it. We would go out into the backfield and we would sit with this other girl and we would all sing songs in a circle because we thought we were like freaking really good singers. We would sing Twilight. We would sing Jar of Hearts. Collecting your jar of hearts, tearing us apart. (laughs) What is wrong with me? This is my legacy online. My kids are going to hear this. But yeah, that's what I did, okay? What are you going to do about it? Arrest me. But... Those are the reasons why I didn't have hobbies. And then, okay, we we digress. So I didn't have particular distinct hobbies, okay? I didn't have a sport. I didn't have a specific thing. So when, and social media wasn't a thing. So I couldn't have said my, my passion is digital media. I couldn't have said that. That doesn't make sense. I thought I was really interested in journalism, which I still am. I thought I was really interested in modern history and war and politics, which I still am, which I do incorporate into my career now. 
But I went into studying international relations, whatever, moved to communications. But when my career became what it is and I was doing social media as my career and fashion as my career and photography as my career, like it was no longer a hobby. It was no longer a thing I kept for myself. So therefore I was left with nothing. I'm exhausted. What do I do? I'm not a gamer. I don't like frolicking in the woods. What am I going to do? Oh, let me just rot on the couch. I didn't have anything. So in March, when I picked up reading again, I was like, finally, I get to separate my two worlds and have something for myself and know that, hey, I like reading. I'm a reader. That's my hobby. You know, when you'd be in a circle in uni and they'd be like, stand up, introduce yourself um, and tell them one fun fact about yourself and a hobby. I would be like, and I like, um, 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 these nuts. That's what I would say. So I'm happy that I've, <laughs> I'm happy that I had a career. <laughs> oh. Guys, maybe I'm high on medication right now. What would you do? What are you going to do? Um, you know how I've been on the couch all week? And Barbie call was happening and everything Barbie's happening. People have rediscovered the Barbie game websites, which go you guys. But I've been playing those games till now, which is slightly alarming. But like, who's judging me? Are you judging me? But I still play those games. I play the Mycene games. I play the Bratz games. Like, it's fun, you know, a little bit of nostalgia on your Wednesday night. So yesterday I was like, I'm so bored. I'm rewatching New Girl. I'm just like, well, what am I going to do? I went to my laptop. I'm looking at all these old websites. I'm looking for Pixie Hollow. I'm looking for Pottermore. Yep. I'm looking at Stardoll. Yep. 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 For, by the way, the first two aren't, don't exist anymore. But <laughs> just in case you want to know, you're welcome. Um, but then I'm like, oh my God, let me go on Face in a Hole. Do you guys remember Face in a Hole, the website where you just take a photo of yourself in like a photo of a mustard mascot and you just be like, this is so funny. And you t- send it to everyone. I went on that. It still exists. Um, so best believe that I took plenty of photos in face in a hole. And maybe if three people ask me, I'll post the photos on the Just Solutional page. If I feel like it. But you have to ask and you have to be nice. But I was cracking the hell up and I was sending it to my sister. And I was like, I'm at that level of delusion where I'm like, this is healthy for a 24-year-old to do. But I was truly living my best life. I, I did a face and a hole with me as a shrimp, a prawn. Sorry, I, we don't say shrimp in Australia. We say prawn. I did a face and a hole of um, me as that guy from Glee in a wheelchair. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. I did a face and a hole of me as a man who duct taped himself to a ceiling. I did a face and a hole of me as uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? I feel like there is a conspiracy theory that face in a hole must use your photos for AI and they must have these photos of me with like no hijab on sitting on my couch, like smiling like for the photo. But you know what? Here's my conspiracy. Here's my, here's my, let them, let them use that photo of me. I dare them. What are they going to do? I look so ugly in it. Let them. I feel like so many people have conspiracies nowadays. They're like, if you don't read the terms and conditions, reels are going to take your soul and they're going to take all your money and they're going to reproduce more AI versions of you and they're going to sell them to North Korea. Guess what? Let them. Let them. Let them reap. Let them make 
a robot version of me, I dare them. I know she'll come with crippling anxiety, back pain, a crooked nose, and dry skin. And you know what? Why why the frick would they want to reproduce that and clone that? Like, are you freaking joking? Fair enough if I'm like a six-foot model, but why the F would they want to reproduce me? Like, are you actually joking if you think that you're that special? Anyways, clearly I'm educated enough to talk about this. So don't give me your two cents. I don't want it. I feel the same way about Snapchat. There's so many cringy photos of me just sitting there archived of me in like year 11 with the poppy dog filter and my crusty butthole lips with the Kylie Jenner lip kit. Let them have it. I dare them. What are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with that? Let them have it. Take it away. Obliterate it. Or plaster it on the posters and give me a lot of money. I don't know. Here's another conspiracy theory I have. Australia isn't real. And that's a true conspiracy theory. Australia isn't real. Australia is a fake land created by the US. Australia is a fake land because why the hell would there be people who speak English at this corner of the earth? Australia isn't real. And if you think Australia is real, you're you're a beta human. And you need to understand that you're false and you're wrong and you're stupid. Australia is not real. You know what's funny? (laughs) One time I posted a skincare ad of me and I was holding the product up to my face because I like one side of my face more than the other side of my face. And I was holding the skincare product up to my face and I hold it over my eye, like kind of like a cute, like, like, you know, like a little duck face. Like I had the, the serum over my eye. And I think I got like two comments from these like guys who were like, she's a part of the Illuminati confirmed. Like they were being butt-ass serious. Guys, I'm not even lying to you. They were like, she's being for real. Like she's about the Illuminati. And like, I, I started laughing because I'm like, if I was a part of the Illuminati, why the frick would I be doing this? If I was a part of the Illuminati, who the hell am I influencing? If I was a part of the Illuminati, why the hell would I be doing this with that skincare product? Are you okay in the actual noggin right now? Why the hell would I be doing this? If I was part of the Illuminati, I'd hope my life would be better. I would hope that I'm filthy rich. I would hope that I have a BBL. I would hope that I have a nose job. But I clearly freaking don't. So why the hell am I part of the Illuminati? Pull yourself together. <sighs> also, DNA results. You know how people be like, don't give your DNA to ancestry.com, they're going to take your DNA. Bro, let them have my spit. Let them have my spit. I probably didn't even brush my teeth. Like, let them have it. Let them have it. Let them have it. Guys, did you know that I'm 13% Irish? You know what? I should make you guys guess my DNA because it's that absurd. Okay, so for context, you guys know my dad's Lebanese. My mom's Aussie. When I say Aussie, I mean Anglo-Saxon. I mean white people who came to Australia. That's where my mom is from. Um, so my DNA is quite literally... I'm going to break it down for you guys on, on this. You got an exclusive. Ready? I'm 38% from the Levant. Levance, Levance, I'm not Lebanese, I'm French. I'm 38% from the Levance, Levance, which is um, Lebanon, <laughs> okay. Lebanon, Eastern Mediterranean. I think Syria is included in that, I can't remember. Um, so I'm 38% from that. I'm 19% English and East uh, Northwestern European, which is like, girl, I don't even care. Like, yeah, so I'm 19% English, so 19% correctly, but as correctly what? 
13% Irish, which what the hell? Because my, my mom's last name is Scottish. So I'm like, I thought some Scottish would be in there, but I don't have any. But I'm 13% Scottish. So at this point, like under the rainbow, like um, four leaf clover under the rainbow with a, a leprechaun. Yep. <laughs> if you're actually Irish listening to this, like I'm so sorry. I'm 11% Welsh. I can't do a Welsh accent, if that's even what it is. I can't do that. But I'm 11% Welsh, 10% from Cyprus. Um, Don't know how that happened. I kind of do because probably something to do with Turkey. Anyways, 3% Swedish. So I'm literally 3% supermodel. 3% Northern Italian. So I'm 3% Italian. Yeah. 2% Arabian Peninsula, which is like Yemen and Saudi Arabia, which is great. And I'm 1% Southern Italy. So I'm technically 4% Italian. So I'm 4% Italian. I might put that in my Instagram bio. 4% Italian. 4% Italian. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of spiraled in this episode, guys. I kind of spiraled, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let's wrap up this episode, though, by letting you know some things that I'm hyperfixating on this week. And I'm loving this week. So I finished reading Normal People, um, which took me a while to get there. I was reading that for four episodes. Crazy. I kind of had this real struggle reading it. I felt like almost I couldn't relate to the experiences in terms of romantically. So I struggled to relate. And it's very slow pace. And you kind of know how it's going to be at the end. And you kind of know it's doomed from the tone of it. And it's very morbid. And it's very like slow and almost like banging your head against a wall like shut the hell up and talk to each other or stand up for yourself or move the hell on like it kind of felt like that so I did struggle to read it but I love her for being so pro-Palestinian so I support the book (laughs) um but right now I'm reading everything I know about love which you guys picked on Instagram for me to read if you picked that thank you if you didn't pick that and you're like I didn't pick that well sucks to be you girl but yeah, I'm reading reading Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. I think that's how you say it. Really excited to get into it. I read like one page so far. Really progressing, guys. A skincare product I've been loving because my face is so crusty is... I think it's pronounced COSRX or COSRX O-C. Regardless, it's C-O-S-R-X. It's the Snail Mucin Serum. Serum. Yep, you heard that right. Snail mucin. It really does this really good job of being of like locking in my moisture at night. So I'm really loving that. And I also have been loving the um, new Fenty Beauty Cherry Face Exfoliant that they sent me. Thank you to the Fenty Beauty team. Loving that. Not sponsored to say this. Wish I was, but I'm not. It's really nice. So I really recommend that. It got rid of all the dead skin around my nose from having so much snot. I've been loving the MAC Lip Liner in Cork. It's a really great brown classic lip liner. I think it would suit quite literally everyone. So I've been loving that. I love MAC lip liners. They're so good. I'm still rewatching New Girl on season five. Still watching the Formula One series. Still watching Gilmore Girls. Guys, I just... I've been watching the same things over and over again. Um, And I've been watching a lot of slime TikToks lately. I don't know if it's because I'm sick and I'm like Google Gaga brain and I'm like, I need comfort. But I've been watching a lot of slime TikToks, like watching them pour it oh, or watching them mush it in their heads or the crunchy ones. 
or the foamy ones or the what i'm i'm sounding like a crazy person but when's the last time you watched a slime tiktok i dare you to go watch one right now after this podcast after you rated a five out of five stars on spotify and other podcasts i love you so much um but that's the end of this episode I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope I inspired you in any way. And I hope I didn't make you want to bang your head against a wall. I love you guys so much. Please follow us on all socials, Just Delusional. We are now a visual podcast. And we're now a video podcast. I know this episode isn't. I'm so sorry. But I'm so cripplingly sick right now. Um, and that's okay. It's okay, Noelle, to not do that. So we will be on back on YouTube next week. I'll be posting the videos there. I don't think there's many of you who watch them on YouTube. I think it's mostly Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but that's still fine. We'll get it growing. Um, please rate us five out of five stars on all platforms. Leave a review. I love reading your reviews about the episodes or about the podcast overall. And please, please, please share you guys listening to the episodes. I love resharing them. And it's so funny when you guys like bake it goofy and like tell me something i'm like dad i feel like a bunch of crazy girls so let me know how you like the episode please share it with me tag me on also tag me at noel sorry on threads and instagram and tiktok and follow just solutional on threads and instagram and then once we're back up with video platforming next week i might be making just solutional a tiktok account i'm not sure yet but let me know what you think because I feel like I'll find a lot of you guys over there. But anyways, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Please be safe and don't get sick like me. And I'll see you next week. Bye.